Yes, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast Facebook Q&A edition. Back again one more time this Friday morning. Hope we are all doing great. You know the plan as usual. I will be rattling through some of the questions that you guys have asked on the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook group. As usual, give it a thumbs up for me. Uh, just helps the algorithms, helps more people see it. If you're watching on YouTube, same thing. Give it a thumbs up, helps the algorithms. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or any podcast, go and give it a five-star review, type up a few words. I should have done this ahead of time, but I know we've got a few reviews, so I will get into those right now. And as I'm looking them up, I just want to say that we will be going for about 30 minutes today. Uh, I've got I haven't got too many questions, so if you guys want to ask them live here whilst you're joining me, then I will get to those straight away, um, or at least before the end of the podcast. I'll get them to I'll get to them today. But otherwise, I do want to say like thank you guys so much for the support. This the show is growing quite a lot over the last, especially since lockdown, and I've been a little bit more consistent. But you might have noticed that this past week, which is the first. The first week of July, I've um, not uploaded an episode because I had to take it. Well, I didn't have to take it, but I decided to take it off. And I will get into the reasons why coming up shortly. So let me see if I got these reviews before I get into the questions. Once again, if you're watching on the Facebook group, give it a thumbs up because then it will appear in more people's feeds. Then we can have more people ask more questions. We can answer more questions and we can help more of you guys. I need to pull this comments uh, thing up so I can see it. And then, here we go. So, oh, awesome. We've got a few oh, from Canada. We're going everywhere. So we've got, who am I going to give a, I'm going to give a free prize giveaway to, do, 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 do. We'll give it to Bright New House from the United States. I don't know. I don't know. If you are Bright New House, come and prove yourself. Shoot me an email, tj at rugby-muscle.com or shoot me a DM at tj underscore rugby on the grams and we will um, we'll hook you up with either a free month of Team Rugby Muscle or a free consultation. He says, five stars, he gives, says, informative and entertaining. Listen through some more recent and older episodes. I can say as a rugby player, this is the most informative. It's not just opinions from the podcasters themselves. Uh, they're not afraid to bring in experts to either support or contradict their opinions. Yeah, that, that's, and we've got more of this coming up, which is, which is pretty cool. Great listening, extremely enjoyable, covering everything from fitness to diet to make you the best player you can be. And that was my original goal when I set up Rugby Muscle. So it's really cool to see that was to help guys be the best rugby player that they can be. Now, this doesn't just mean, you know, training for, uh, I don't know, like, you know, training, tr- training for eight hours a day or doing any like ridiculously overly restrictive diets. It's more just about the best player that you can be. So how much time can you dedicate it, dedicate to being a better rugby player? What can you get out of it? And and really trying to sort of find that balance, but then to, you know, if you want to be, if you want to get a professional contract, we can help you with that. If you want to um, just get the most enjoyment out of the game, we can definitely help you with that. And that's kind of really where I see it. Like the, the best benefit of rugby. We forget sometimes, especially you know, with professionalism 
expanding globally. You know, we've got it here in the States now that people want to be, you know, they see rugby as everything. And I get it being everything, but it's everything because it's fun. So always remember that. And I, I hope that that comes across that it's not, you know, winning and losing isn't just necessarily everything. Personal development is great. But remember that you play rugby because it's it's a, it's leisure, it's leisure, it's fun, it's a thing you choose to do, and you can always choose to not do it. So if you end up hating it so much because you've put so much in, you know, into it, and you don't enjoy the journey, then what's the point, right? I'm not saying to not work hard, of course. All right, with that ramble out of the way, I will um, I'll talk about why I've. Um, not done or not uploaded a podcast for this week and what I've been doing this whole week because we are, if you believe it, at the time, at the day of recording, it is the 3rd of July. Uh, you guys watching this live on the, on the Facebook group, it's the 3rd of July. Can you believe it? We are halfway through 2020 already. And it seems like both it, it, the, 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 the year has lasted forever and it's gone by like nothing, right? Like you think back to January, what the hell were we doing in January? Like it seems like a decade ago, but you also think about the beginning of lockdown. It just seems like yesterday. And we, this is why goal setting is so important and reviewing is so important because time can, can just pass us by like, like that. And we can set the most crazy ambitious goals for a rugby season or for a preseason or for an off season or just for a six week training program or for a year. Like we could say, right, this, you know, this time next year, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life and blah, 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 blah. And then a year passes before you've even know, if you, before you even know it and you've given up three times and you forgot maybe even that you were trying to do that, you know, and these things, they're not necessarily like a, a, a huge negative thing. It's just, that's life. That's what happens to people. And I think taking the time to reflect, uh, I do it every 12 weeks. So I, and then I'll, um, so I do it, end up doing it four times a year. I do it every quarter and I just review personal goals, like what I've been trying to achieve, uh, personally. So whether that's with jujitsu, whether that's with just other like random personal projects around the house or, uh, with my life, then there's what I want to achieve with rugby muscle. And then that's what I want to achieve with my jujitsu and physically. And, and just to, you know, if you check on those things every quarter, it brings to light things that you might have forgotten about. Does the same thing when you, when you talk about your training, right? Sometimes people, um, do a new program and then they like, all right, I've, you know, it feels a bit dodgy for now, but I'll come back to that later. And then they completely forget about it. And so taking a, you know, taking a deep dive into your projects like that is something that is incredibly valuable. And something that I've been doing is, for example, for when my, when I do my, uh, not every quarter, I usually do it every six months, but I'll go through my laptop and my computer, which you can see back there. And I will just clean it out. I will get rid of everything because I store so much shit that, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get back to that later. You know, I've got so many different um, posts that I've created for my Instagram and content ideas and things like that. And I'm like, right, I'll, I'll save that to remind me for later. And then it just goes into the ether and I never see it again. And so um, doing this every now and again reminds me of that's what I wanted to do. Some of you might find this valuable because you'll look back to the goals that you set yourself at the beginning of lockdown, right? And you thought that you were going to achieve X, Y, Z, and you really made sure that you, you were going to 
make that a priority and maybe you did for the first few weeks and now gyms are open and you've completely forgotten about it or just life has gotten away and you've completely forgotten about it and that doesn't mean that you're a bad person that just means that that's what's happened how do you fix that what do you do to correct those not necessarily mistakes but what do you do to try and write that course anyway i just wanted to get into why reviewing can be so valuable and i've got a, i've actually got a blog coming up about that on rugby-muscle.com if you would like to check that out and it's something again one one last thing to add to that i guess is that that is another value of a coach or just yeah i guess i guess a coach or a community where whereby you have that level of accountability because it is very easy to hide from not just our failures but our successes too and we forget about it and we can we can either tend to feel down upon ourselves because we haven't achieved anything or we can be really high on ourselves and forget like the things that we've really got, gone short on. It's really important to like not repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's, that is where we will end up stagnating in life and in our training if we do that. So um, you know, holding yourself accountable, having others just to bring that awareness to hold you accountable, all these things add up and they can be incredibly valuable to your life and to your training let's get into the questions without further ado we've only got a few this week like i said but i've also got some old questions that haven't been answered for months um, because they were sent in via the email but i can go from so anyway let's go to kyle o'leary who asks i'm roughly the same minus all the powerlifting and solid strength laugh out loud He's referring to roughly the same as Daniel Hoover from last week who took two years off from playing and focused on competing in powerlifting. So he's saying, Carl's saying he's the same position except he he didn't take it off to, to focus on powerlifting. He took the year off. That, that's my coffee finish, by the way. He took the year off rugby because of the birth of his son. Congratulations, Carl. That's awesome for you. Before the year off, I was playing winger and hooker Lost some speed as I got older. Nice. Hell yeah. If you're a winger, don't stay out on the wing as you get slower. Like, move into the pack. Not only is it, like, more fun. Actually, that's, that's all it is. It's definitely a lot more fun. You get to get in, involved a lot more. Um, now, I'm now just turned 30. Need to be able to get my speed and explosiveness back. Did add some quarantine weight, which I'm working on getting down. My endurance is still fine. I run about three miles every other day. Long story short, too late, <laughs> I was going to say, I need to be more explosive about damaging my body. I love listening to the podcast, helps keep me motivated. Awesome, Carl. As usual, if, if that, hey, if that was you, you're, you're, you're already getting the reward from this in the podcast. But if that wasn't you that gave the review, uh, reviews are always welcome, by my man. But thank you for the kind words. So I would say, if you want to get your speed and explosiveness back and get in, um, like sort of, to sort of let's let's get focused with that first so like obviously there's like power work and it's people always say this but it's really about um getting a good deal of rest in there it's not about doing like crazy crossfit workouts where you go cleans to jumps to as many of these things if you're doing power work like five reps is the most you want to do um and you want to make sure that you're moving really well when you're doing those five reps. Build up into that. Pick that up. Um, and for lower body, you can do jumps. You can do jump switch lunges. You can do um, 
just loads of different varieties of that throws um medicine ball throws so when you're throwing them over your head it, like you can do them like a kettlebell swing you can also just do kettlebell swings but they're not as explosive as if you were doing um with the medicine balls you want it whereby your feet leave the ground right uh box jumps are okay but I think people get fixated on trying to get their feet all the way up to the top of the box and they don't extend at the hips. It's a huge problem. And this is why people actually end up with knee injuries on a side tangent here. People end up with knee injuries when they're doing box jumps or when it in, in general from rugby because they don't have strong enough glutes and they don't have strong enough glutes because when they're doing box jumps, they don't actually extend at the hips, right? You, if you look at your ankle, your knee and your hip, you want all of those three things to be extended into a perfect straight line before you then pick your feet back up to try and get your feet on the box. What tends to happen when people jump on a box is that they bend at the ankles and the knees, or they straighten at the ankles and the knees kinder, and then they're, they're, they're rushing to pick their feet back up. And by the time they're picking their feet back up, that means they haven't extended at the hips, which means they haven't used their glutes, which are the most powerful muscle, but also the ones that are used to move you well and help protect your knees. That was my side tangent out of the way. And then for explosiveness for the upper body, you're looking at, you can look at um, body weight rows are probably the best one for the, for pulling muscles. You can also do TRX explosive twisting. Um, anything that whereby you, you pull yourself so fast that you become weightless for a second. And then the same thing just on the, on the reverse with like push-ups. Um, and then again, all types of throws can be done. If you're working for sets of three to five, right? Three to five reps on each one then you're definitely working explosiveness. Make sure that you're not going back to back to back to back to back to back. Make sure you get an adequate rest. Should be fine on that. Um, if your endurance is fine, then I would also look at potentially, rather than running three miles, run tempos on those days so that you can sort of work your, because you want your speed technique or you want your speed back. I think tempos are a great way. Tempo runs are what you'll run, you know, on the minute, every minute, at about 70%. You can either run like agility ladders, not ladders, but agility drills, um, you know, five meters by five meters and just constantly keep stepping. Obviously, if you're a hooker, then that's going to be more important than just your straight line speed. But if you want to get your straight line speed back, you, know, you run 70 to 80 meters, any anywhere down to 50 meters, and you just sort of run that at a sprint at 70% and you really just focus on driving out, right? Not as fast as you can, but focus on the position as you drive off that to start that sprint. And then as you come up into, you know, your full top end speed sprint, focus on trying to be as weightless as you can and kind of just skimming off the ground. Like as if you were running on a water and you really want to have your feet be as light as possible. And you want to really try and keep that at only 70%. So you want to, if you can, nasal breathing only and that way you're working your aerobic system and you're working your endurance still but then you're getting that benefit of working the um your like running sprinting technique and you get the best of both then and then you can focus on your, your power work on those other days um but just get into a routine dude i think that's the, that's the biggest advice i can give you is figure something out like that um write it down stick with it for four to eight weeks. There's no, like the amount of times I, I offer advice out on this podcast and I say, you know, do these, do these different, um, 
exercises, do these different movements, use these rep ranges, and they're like, cool. And then they try it for a week, and they're like, I haven't got more explosive yet. And I'm like, well, it's been a fucking week. You know, uh, stick with it. People are so antsy to try and keep switching things up that that ends up costing them. It take building these effects up take a long time. You know, if you're sat there waiting for an elevator to come, you don't just. I mean, we do. We just keep pushing that button. It doesn't make the elevator come any faster. And it's the same thing with, with this training, right? If you're stood there waiting for the elevator, just just be patient. It will come. And same thing with when you're doing your training. Don't just walk off and take the stairs. Next question comes from Kusal Shuminda Bandera. I hope I pronounced that right. It says, recovery. Professional rugby is very intense. So what should we do for recovery? Um, so... Recovery is very much in the mind. Um, I think that the 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 big the best thing that you can do. There's two really 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 important things that you can do for recovery, and then there's a bunch, and then there's probably a few other things that can, can help, and then there's just loads of other shit sort of thrown on top. So, first things first is the two important things are manage your training intensity and volume. Right, if you're in season then it's probably not the best idea to run a small of or a German volume train or, you know, train for a marathon at the same time because that's just going to be too much for the body. So, you know, you're not actually going to get the benefit because you're so busy trying to recover to be okay, but eventually you're just going to – you're doing too much. You're not going to improve. Um, If you're off-season, that's it's a lot easier to do. If you're in-season, then it's just about managing – you know, obviously your your training and just accepting the fact that you're not going to be able to make as many like gains on weeks where you have really like you when you have a really tough game when you have a lot of recovery to do from your game. You just got to understand that that training volume intensity has to dial back down. If you are having games where it, you know you're 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 coming off the bench for ten minutes, then you can bump up that volume and you're going to be better. But it's all about managing the volume and the intensity. Same thing with the um, with off-season, you've got a lot more control of it. With pre-season, it goes back, you know, I go back and forth on this because it depends how hard your uh, coach will be pushing you. It depends on the different things. I- I've mentioned this on, I think, the last, I think it was two Q&A podcasts ago where someone asked about uh, what, he was, what you should be doing for pre-season. But essentially, you know, you got you to figure it out that are you going to try and perform your best at pre-season to make sure you're getting picked? Or are you going to be okay with taking a little bit of a hit in order to then long-term become better? And it's something that you've got to figure out for yourself. So so training volume and intensity, managing that. Um, and then the other thing that you can do for recovery that's really, 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 really important is like just just be less stressed all the time. Like sort of like as in, how, how do I put this? Like just be... Just, just don't live a stressful life and try to sleep as much as possible. So obviously sleeping as much as possible helps reduce stress because you're sleeping. Um, you know, we, we are always a lot more susceptible to being overly stressed if we have a bad night's sleep. So if you could focus on that, but if you, you know, if you can just in general have a less stressful life, so if things that normally bother people, um, try to not have them affect you, that is like, absolutely huge for recovery um it's 
so 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 important but it's so hard to sort of quantify it's difficult to give advice on it like and like trying to specify it. but I'm, I'm trying my best and i'm sort of stumping myself as to how how i'm supposed to put this because but it is so crucial it, you can sleep all you want but if you wake up and for 10 hours of the day you're pulling your hair out you're not going to recover it's just not the case the body has to be in either um parasympathetic or sympathetic aka you know relaxed ying or yang i uh, i think the yang is the stressful one so you want to try and be in as much yin as you can outside of training training is going to be really really intense yang and then you want to be yin for the rest of it and then when you go back to playing your game yang and then the rest of your life yin you want to really use your use as much yin as you can in your day-to-day life so that when it's time to be yang time to be intense you could really ramp it up and get a lot of benefit and then the the more you are in that sh- less stress state the better and um it's it really is something that like is unbelievably important if you can understand about the things that if you can the less worked up you can get about things that are beyond your control the better because then you're just going to be able to stay in a lot more of a relaxed state more of the time and be able to recover. And no one ever talks about this when they talk about recovery because it's a really difficult thing to sell, but it's why meditation has become really popular. It's why sleep in general has become like a new buzz thing in recovery. It's why massage helps, right? It's all these different things are just mechanisms to relax. And if you can relax in the brain, then the body will support that. And it says, look, we're, we're not under any threat at the minute. We can just go to we can we can go and repair these issues that we've got in our body. You know these small tears that we've got in our muscle, either from playing a game or from training, and then we get back and then we get back to uh, performing whenever it's ready. But if you're constantly in like a fight or flight state in that yang state, then the body isn't going to put reserves to try and repair it because it's not you know you're not trying to repair yourself. You're trying to be alert where a threat's coming from. Um, where you know what what's what's the next thing i've got to deal with i've you, you your body's constantly trying to be prepared to either escape a threat or uh fight it or whatever right and so it's just a case of really trying to wind that stress down meditation obviously is like one of the keys and you can either use waking up with sam harris i've heard good things about it i actually haven't used it myself but i do like sam harris i've used calm I've used Headspace and I've used Insight Timer. I prefer Insight Timer just because I've got a lot of experience with it. But whatever you can do to get into a daily regime or a consistent regime of meditation, it will help. It doesn't overly help, I find, to like, it's not a reactive thing to meditate. Like, you're not like, oh, I'm stressed today, I need to meditate. It's just consistently meditating on a, on a day-to-day basis actually really does help just overall bring, the, bring that yang down throughout the day and helps you just stay a lot more level-headed um and i think yeah that those are the two most important things for recovery i could go into foam rolling i could go into like the guns and stuff i could go into like mobility training and, and all this stuff but um i can just tell you that it's it's in the mind right so if you think those things help you in the mind i'm not going to stand here and tell you that they don't because then 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 they won't right if you whatever you feel like helps you recover is is going to be adequate and then managing volume making sure you get enough calories and sleep and stress removed sweet next question comes from will 
he also like would like to improve his explosiveness. He talks specifically in the tackle to help make bigger hits. Could I get some training drills and tips to improve this? Um, the main lifts that I do focus on power is squats and deadlifting. I do band work focusing on powering through my arms in the tackle. I've seen improvements over the season, but I'm still not making big enough tackle or enough big tackles consistently. So, well, I think I mentioned this to you that the the main thing with like making big, big, big hits is timing. And I did an old video and it's worth resurfacing that video because it was it was a good one. Because when you see these tackles, like you can see all the big hits and big hits and big hits. More often than not, they come from someone just terrifically timing that tackle where the guy catches the the opposition catches the ball and as they're catching the ball, they come in and they get smashed. Um and now that timing probably comes from confidence of being able to hit someone quite hard, um, reading defense quite well. You know, you're not going to make those hits when you're knackered. Because uh, if you do, if you if you shoot up out the line when you're knackered, more often than not, it's kind of lazy, and oppositions will exploit that. But it's a lot about the timing of the tackle. Then from there, it's all about the technique of the tackle, right? So getting into a nice low enough position. Um, Sam, and this is where you look at Sam Underhill and Tom Curry, like those boys are phenomenal, um, at making those huge hits, perfectly technical hits where they get the shoulder right into the chest or sternum area and they wrap around and and you'll, you'll have seen this countless times, Will, right? That's where they, that's where, um, you'll really be able to make an effective tackle if you get the technique right. So and then, and then there's the actual like strengthening of the whole body. So, if you're doing squats and deadlifts, if you're young, then that that works quite well. I'd look at doing some sort of if you could learn the Olympic lifts, that really does help with the, this sort of stuff. But there's also medicine ball throws. There's medicine ball scoop throws, um, where it's like a kettlebell swing. So you'll take a medicine ball, your kettlebell swing it down, and then rather than swing it back up, you'll throw it as far forward as you can. And really trying to focus on extending the, the ankles, knees, and hips. That's a good movement. But overall, it's just about using the muscles correctly. Um, and so deadlift is going to help massively for that. Uh, if you want to make big hits, you know, the bigger and stronger you can get, the better as well. So remember that this is all going to be in the context of the uh, the rugby physical performance training pyramid, which I will I'll link to in the comments below this video I guess just just to highlight that but remember that if you're if you're if you move better and if you're if you if you're bigger you're more likely to make those big hits if you're more conditioned you're going to be in a position to make those big hits and once you've got that down then we can look at those fancy movements like olympic lifts or uh, different jump variations things like that um and the other thing with making big hits in general is your footwork. So it's your, you know, you, again, this comes down to movement, right? If you can get into the right position. So if you're, if you're sprinting up at someone or if you're like waiting for an opposition to run at you or if you're assessing and you're, you're caught out of position, you're not going to make a big hit. But if you get your footwork down and you get your foot, your, your lead foot to sort of, uh, dissect or bisect their, their body. So you get your mid, your front foot in between their two, their two feet right down the middle then you can really push forward and make a massive hit. If your feet are offline, then 
you know, you're almost making a reactive tackle. So it's, it is a lot more about technique than what people think. So I would just drill a lot of tackling, you know, during your warm-ups before training. Get a buddy to grab a bag, or you can do this in the gym as well. Just get a grab buddy to grab a bag, work your footwork, get into the right position. Work your footwork, get into the right position. And Or you can even do this, um, yeah, in the gym without a bag, just at a real low intensity. Just work on chopping your feet as they step, find your, find your lead foot into the right position, and drive through. Um, other things that you can do for in the gym for this would be, you know, we've said your deadlift, we've said your cleans, we've said your, your throws. Um, I would also look at potentially uh, one arm overhead push presses are great to, to build up that full body power or push jerks with one arm. So if you get a dumbbell up to your shoulder just with one arm and then you're going to dip and then drive it up and try and catch it overhead. Um that would be a really good movement as well to add to your arsenal. But overall, again, it's all about this bigger picture. And I believe we have time for one more question. We'll go to the question from Ali, who says, Do you have any recommended date? Let's go again. Do you have any recommendation on skill drills that can be done for training when you are by yourself? Still stuck in lockdown, like passing the ball, hand-eye coordination, etc. Um, so there are a few. I think a good investment would be to get one of those half balls. Um, if you don't have a half ball, I think a good idea would be to use any ball really and just keep practicing your hand-eye coordination. There are some really good drills that you can do where you can, if you've got a half ball, just stand side onto the wall and just practice throwing it against the wall, catching it again. Um, you can also, if you can also stand between a wall where there's a wall in front of you and a wall to the side, throw it forward, throw it to the side, throw it forward, throw it to the side. And you can even do this with soccer balls or a football um, so that you don't, so you've got a more predictable catch, pass, catch, pass, catch, pass. As long as you use the same technique and a good, and good technique, you can obviously use medicine balls with this, but as long as you're using good technique, it's not it's not too different, right? If you're just focused on getting, bringing the outside elbow up and pushing that pass through. I've actually seen people where they've just used volleyballs or footballs, soccer balls for you Yanks, um, to improve their passing technique because where they develop bad habits with a rugby ball, they, they can't pass it properly. So you would go back to a, a, a round ball and really just focus on pushing those passes through um, that would really help. And, and again, it's just about staying light with your hands. And what you'll see is the the ball itself, just like using a round ball, just makes it a lot easier to predict where it's going to go and you're not going to throw it and then waste half your time trying to follow the ball around, trying to catch it because it, it bounces off in a strange direction. And that will really help just like low level stuff. And, and, and it's ridiculous how much like, working that low level basic passing technique can really, really, really help like everything because then, then you've got a better fundamental, you've got a better base and then you can long-term like make passes reactively a lot quicker, a lot better, a lot more accurate. And that, it's weird to say, but coming from using a football can really help develop. And I think that's, that's, I'll just leave it there because if we want to get into advanced, um, 
hand-eye coordination drills. We'll talk about this in a, in a future video, but I think I will round it up there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, Facebook group, YouTube guys, give it a thumbs up if you're on the um, if you're listening to this on podcast. We've already given away a free month or a free consultation because we got a five-star review. If you would like to contribute and uh, be in with a shot of doing that yourself, go to Apple Podcasts or, or Stitcher, I think, works as well. If you if you do it somewhere else, tag me at TJ underscore rugby and let me know because that will work as well. Give us a five-star review and you'll be entered to win one of those prizes. Um if you are after 50 free rugby condition sessions, you want to get in shape because you've got an out of shape during lockdown. You want to get in shape ready for the season. 50 free rugby condition sessions can be picked up at rugby-muscle.com. Or if you want to get a, get onto a, finally get onto a proper nutrition plan. Again, just, just go to rugby-muscle.com. See all the stuff that we've got there to offer. Uh, as of right now, I have a few more spots available for one-on-one and maybe I might even open up some more after that. We'll see how this uh, this review week goes and see what I can open up in my uh, calendar. But for one-on-one athletes that want to you know, take their rugby to the next level and not think about their training in the gym, just outsource their training and nutrition to your boy. That's rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite. Thank you guys all for joining. Um, you've been awesome over this past half a year. I've been reflecting and it's been fantastic. Probably easily the best half a year for the podcast and for the facebook group thank you guys so much for joining i'll see you in the next one all right thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode of the rugby muscle podcast then i've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request all i want you to do is go to apple Podcasts and type up a five star review just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class shank condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.